Welcome back to The Daily Poem here on the Close Reads Podcast Network. I'm David Kern. Today is February 5th, 2020. And the poem that I'm going to read today is by George Gordon Byron, Lord Byron. He lived from 1788 to 1824 and was, of course, an English poet who is also known for his uh, efforts as a revolutionary during the Greek War of Independence and, of course, was a key figure in the Romantic movement of poetry. The poem that I'm going to read today is called Stanzas Written on the Road Between Florence and Pisa. It goes like this. Oh, talk not to me of a name great in story. The days of our youth are the days of our glory, and the myrtle and ivy of sweet two and twenty are worth all your laurels, though ever so plenty. What are garlands and crowns to the brow that is wrinkled? Tis but as a dead flower with may do be sprinkled. Then away with all such from the head that is hoary. What care I for the wreaths that can only give glory? O oh, fame, if I e'er took delight in thy praises, t'was less for the sake of thy high-sounding phrases than to see the bright eyes of the dear one discover she thought that I was not unworthy to love her. There chiefly I sought thee, there only I found thee. Her glance was the best of the rays that surround thee. When it sparked o'er aught that was bright in my story, I knew it was love, and I felt it was glory. So when I when I choose a poem to read for the podcast, I often will just throw it in Google uh, to see what people might be saying about it, to see the number of essays, kind of gives me a sense of how popular it is, how much academic work has been done on it, at least popular academic work, so to speak. Um, it gives me a sense of are students reading this in high school type thing because if if they are then there is usually a uh, <laughs> you know enotes.com or schmoop or something like that has something on it and i actually like to just kind of check out what people are saying about it to see if i think they're right or you know it's more of me following my curiosity but the enotes.com um, essay on this particular poem has has an interesting first line it says Quote, the cult of romanticism is the cult of youth, end quote. The cult of romanticism is the cult of youth. <laughs> that, is a, that is a fascinating line worth uh, debating with myself or with ourselves. And I'm not actually sure if I think that this is what this poem is about. The cult of romanticism is the cult of youth. I don't... But I do think that this poem takes on some extra profundity, extra meaning when you look back at the lives of people like Byron, uh, Byron, Shelley, Keats, that uh, generation of the Romantic poets, all who died very young. So before they could um, let their passions go, passions and just passionateness, uh, before they could settle into any sort of normalcy in their lives. Well, you know, normalcy in the sense of like a more conservative approach to to, to being alive. Um, Byron, in particular, was obviously quite an adventurer, um, as his involvement in the Greek Revolution suggests. And so, when you read this poem and you think how much he was after adventure, how much he was pursuing some sort of ideals, this poem takes on an extra meaning level of meaning for me. And he says, O fame, if I e'er took delight in thy praises, 
'Twas less for the sake of thy high-sounding phrases than to see the bright eyes of the dear one discover she thought that I was not unworthy to love her. That's that third stanza. This is a 16-line poem divided into four stanzas, four lines each, with uh A A B B rhyme scheme. But that third stanza is where the poem begins to take real shape for me, where it begins to become really meaningful. Because the first two lines are sort of uh, you know talking about the the nature of fame and how when we're young we want to be famous don't talk to me about that kind of stuff anymore i don't care about being in stories um what are garland brows crowns to the brow that is wrinkled when we're old we're not going to care that we're famous anymore uh things like that we, we can't once we're dead that fame doesn't help us that that sort of theme but then here in the third stanza he begins to either be trying to convince himself about why he wanted to be famous when he was younger or why young people want to be famous. Or he is actually self-aware and recognizes that about him. I suspect it's a little bit of both. I think that probably there is a self-awareness in him that's recognizing this fame thing that I've been pursuing, this glory thing that I've been pursuing is not all it's cracked up to be. But on the other hand, I think he's also looking back and saying, what I want now is for the bright eyes of the dear one to discover that I was not unworthy to love her. What I want now is to have been worthy to love her. And so it seems like there's a shift in his perspective, in his, in his, um, the way that he's thinking about the things that matter to him. This poem was written in 1821, three years before he died. Um, and so while he never lived to be old, you wonder if he is getting old enough that, that he is beginning to um, rethink the things that motivate him. And yet I also wonder if this is like a bit of the uh, sentimental romanticism coming out in him. If he's uh, losing sight of why he believed in the ideals in the first place. But that's sort of the cynic in me because it, it, this is a little bit of a saccharine poem. Um, it's a little bit of a you know a sentimental poem. But, you know, I don't begrudge anyone writing sentimental poems. Uh, formally, it's quite, um, you know, you can see the skill of Byron coming out here, the, the natural skill. I, I could see him having produced this poem in an hour or something. Yeah, I don't know the story behind it, but that, that kind of thing is the sort of thing these great poets sometimes did. And then they tell a story later about how, oh, it just popped into my head and like Frost and, and Snowy Woods poem. But anyway, here, I'll read it one more time for you. This is Lord Byron's stanzas written on the road between Florence and Pisa. Oh, talk not to me of a name great in story. The days of our youth are the days of our glory. And the myrtle and ivy of sweet two and twenty are worth all your laurels, though ever so plenty. What are garlands and crowns to the brow that is wrinkled? "'Tis but as a dead flower with may do be sprinkled. "'Then away with all such from the head that is hoary. "'What care I for the wreaths that can only give glory? "'Oh, fame, if I e'er took delight in thy praises, "'twas less for the sake of thy high-sounding phrases "'than to see the bright eyes of the dear one discover "'she thought that I was not unworthy to love her. "'There, chiefly I sought thee, there only I found thee. Her glance was the best of the rays that surround thee. When it sparkled or aught that was bright in my story, I knew it was love 
and I felt it was glory. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.